The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, my riders, my possums, my homies, everyone grinding it to get a little bit better at fantasy football each and every day. We here at Offensive Points are here to help you along the way. <laughs> that rhymed. But wow. anyway, uh, today we are doing a underdog draft for you guys today. So we're going to start off with some news and then we're going to go do our underdog draft here. The reason I'm bringing this up and we're doing this is Semi-Pro Fantasy, our umbrella company uh, that Offensive Points is under is a partner with underdog sports and we are going to have a link in the bio and what we want you to do is go sign up use that link and they will match you dollar for dollar up to 100 for all of the best ball drafting you can do right now we got nba going on nhl they're all a great time you can win lots of money we know we have a good time doing it so we're gonna do a three-person draft for you um we're gonna start off with some news today and I got to get Josh's thoughts about a trade that just went down in one of our leagues. <laughs> Can't but, wait. Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and get on Twitter. Follow us at Offensive Points. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor. Follow Josh at Josh Hall, STL. Follow myself at OP Joe. That's two E's at the end. And follow us at Semi Pro Fantasy. We're here. Talk to us. Get on Discord. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You know where to find us, and we want to hear from you. Without further ado, Josh, Billy, what's cracking? It's a somber day for my dynasty teams. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that shortly. Uh, but other than that, we're doing all right. Let's um, get into that right now. Billy, as, right. The, uh, as the uh, independent, the neutral state here, explain what happened. Well, Joe, two days ago, Josh and you decided to make a trade in dynasty. Yes, we did. And... It may have involved Calvin Ridley. Yes, we did. Um, so, yeah. I got Calvin just... Ridley. In case <clears throat> yes, Josh got Calvin Ridley. All right. We'll get, yes, we'll start the news. One second. I just want to remind everybody who's listening to the podcast don't worry. This isn't going to be like a you have to be watching kind of thing. We're going to be talking through a three man best ball draft. Uh, there's actual money on the line here because, you know, 
It's $3 draft. So it's not like we'll just be doing some nonsense. Like we actually care about who wins this because, you know, aside from bragging rights, it's good to win some money too. So that's exciting. So anybody who's listening on the podcast, don't worry. You will not be alienated. We will be talking through the picks and why we make them in one and the reason that we made those picks in that order. So without further ado, we'll get to the news. Bullet point number one, and I don't think there's any hiding from it. Calvin Ridley is suspended for the 2022 football season for gambling on football games in the middle of the 2021 season. There's there's a chance here. There's a chance here that he appeals this and it works out and it's not the whole season. But right now, it's looking pretty bad. For it's Calvin it's Ridley. looking bleak. Um, it was so only $1,500. It was. That's all it was, Coach. That's all it was, man. Which is hilarious. Which really is chump change to him. That's like a hundred dollars to him. Well, it was a fifteen hundred uh, dollar bet that's going to cost him eleven million dollars. So that part kind of stinks. However, so I to get back to this trade. So Josh decides that he wants to acquire Calvin Ridley because Calvin Ridley might be an eagle coming up here pretty quick. That's, that's well, actually not why I did it, but I like. Oh, your really? That's not why you made. Uh, no, so Ridley's, Ridley's going to a new team is the thing. I don't, okay. I don't care if he's on the Eagles or not, but so I, I I'm traded. Sure, I'm sure you don't. The first pick. Well, I have Devonte Smith. I don't really want that for that league, but anyway, um, I, I traded the fifth or the sixth overall first round pick and Juju Smith Schuster for a fourth, and a fourth rounder. Don't forget about that. Oh, I did give you the fourth. Okay. Sorry. My bad. And then I got, my boy Calvin Ridley and James Robinson, which at the time looked great. If Ridley, I mean, it was buying low on Ridley. I got James Robinson, some running back depth. Uh, but yeah, now I have two players who are not playing. Um, Robinson might be healthy enough in time for the year, but not super likely. It hurts. Uh, my thing about this is the whole Pete Rose aspect of this. Like, why? Why are you? Uh, healthy enough to go gamble but you're not healthy enough to play the game mentally like you're mentally okay to go gamble but like everyone was super supportive of him throughout this entire thing um honestly every like analyst every player people were like saying go get right man and then you decide to do like one of the only things you can't do is go gamble on games like go get go gamble on the nba man if that's what you want to do but like he bet on his own team too like that, I think that's the worst part. Like, had he hypothetically been betting on the Jaguars or something, no, he bet on his own team to win the game. And then somehow, yeah. someone finally tweeted out a clip that I don't know how they compiled those clips so fast because it was right after the news broke. But it was some very questionable plays by Calvin Ridley, such as jumping across and not going for the first down and slowing down on a first sure touchdown. Who knows? But the only precedence that we have on this is Josh Shaw from the Cardinals. And he's still not back in the league. So, yeah, I don't, he I don't think player. Ridley will be treated like Josh Shaw, who was an no. easy person to but never have back. We don't really have a precedence for this, so we don't really know. Well, we really don't. Yeah, well, we got the Pete Rose aspect of it. Like it might, Pete uh, Rose was 40 or 50 years ago now. It still happened. Uh, fair enough. Same uh, concept. You know what different, I mean? Different times, I, w- I would say. But, I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, everybody, every player knows the rules. Like, there's the you knew what was going to happen if you did this. Why not just have your friend place the bet on their account? I don't really understand all that. It just doesn't make any sense. That's it's also suspicious that it did happen in the middle of the season in like November, and we didn't find out about it until today, right when like the new league year is set to start. So it made that punishment seem a lot easier um, on him. So I'm not a lot of weird parts of this. And then, yeah, the, the, 
there's a video that's circulating on Twitter right now that I tweeted or I sent to Joe and Josh, but I don't know if Josh watched it. Where well, you, you can well, see this? why am I getting attacked here? What if Josh? Under the bus, bro. Well, I don't I know, know if you right? watched it. I did. Okay. Well, I, okay. Both of you watched it, so that's good. Cool. Thank you for interrupting my point to say that. Um, but yeah, so well, there's a lot of plays that he's made in the past that do look suspecting him of that, but it's just if you say that he's a gambler on games and then you watch some of these plays, the two just they don't look right when you put them in the same sentence. So obviously, obviously this is not okay, like to bet on games, but like a lot of people's points <clears throat> right now on Twitter and every comment, first comment on anything is it's okay to beat wives and do all the other crap that NFL players end up doing and get suspended for like three games. I feel like the, the year punishment is a bit harsh. I, well, I get. I don't. I don't because play the conspiracy corner because this is what happens when the NFL gets into bed with Vegas, which it has really hard over the last two years. And I'm sorry, but who are these betters going to contact? They're going to be players and stuff. There's always going to be some inner workings in this stuff. This might be something the tip of the iceberg as far as what we see in the future. So. I don't know. I'm all for sports betting. I love it. But for the players, it's kind of, it's probably not the best position to be in. I would just like to see it universal if you're going to throw out year suspensions. And maybe this is because I, I invested heavily in Calvin Ridley at the moment, but I would like to see uh, some unanimous year sentences. I feel like a lot of people get, you know, three and four weeks or one week for a lot of like Mason Rudolph being hit by Miles Garrett in the head. I think that's a similarly terrifying thing. There are a lot of penalties and flagrant things that these NFL players do. And then, you know, I'm not saying sports betting is okay. Obviously I think it's some weird collusion and stuff, but I don't know. Just like to see it universal. Uh, Deshaun Watson still is yet to have a, a suspension. I know it's coming once all everything funnels out, but. Well, I, have think- two, I have two points to make this. So for, the first point is it'll be funny tomorrow when they're talking about this on all the sports channels. And then during the commercial break, there'll be ads for DraftKings and all sorts of oh, yeah. that'll be hilarious. But on the other point, the problem with this one is for gambling during sports, you, there is a definitive. If you do this, this happens like that. It's, you know, you do one and that this is the result of it. The problem with like what Deshaun Watson did is, we still don't know what he did. Like it's still up in the air. Who knows? Like we, we suspect it. We heavily get guesses about what is the end result here, but we don't know. And that's what a lot of these like domestic violence stuff ends up happening because the court system ends up not actually arresting some of these people for, or charging them with a crime. Or they so how can the NFL, a... you know, actually act on it if they're not even charged with an actual crime because the person didn't come, you know, didn't comply or whatever the case may be like, it's just hard. It's harder with those things. Not that it shouldn't be that way, but it should be punished more, but there's just no way to do it. You're right about that. Cause this directly affects the NFL. I mean, everything else, you know, Kamara at the pro bowl fighting people and Deshaun Watson, everything that's more personal things that affect the team. But there was a lot of skepticism this past year with officiating, especially like that Logan Wilson pass interference call in the super bowl. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, there's something up with the refs and all this stuff. This is something that the NFL absolutely cannot happen because it's going to end up hurting the the viewership of it if they start thinking that something like that's in play. And that's why I think this is such a huge deal. I think you both are correct. 100%. 
hundred percent. All right, so <clears throat> we'll move on to light, a little bit lighter news. Um, number two, the franchise tagged players: Orlando Brown, David Njoku, and Jesse Bates. So far, those are for sure franchise tagged. What do we think of those players? I like uh, I like Jesse Bates. I think that's a good move for them. Um, they got a lot of problems on that secondary. I think keeping Jesse, Jesse Bates there at least gives them another year to start building around and make a better secondary. Obviously, we saw what happened with uh, Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Big keeping, fan. keeping Jesse Bates was huge. Um, I like that one. The Njoku one kind of confuses me a little bit. Um, I guess they just dished out the cheapest franchise tag that they could give to somebody on the team just to, to keep them around. But I I don't think he's that big of a difference maker. Um, and the Orlando Brown one was really good, too, because, you know, Kansas City has to deal with him and Tyron Matthew. They're saying that Tyron Matthew is going to test the waters, but they had to figure out a way to keep one of them. So locking up their uh, tackle is a good idea. Orlando Brown was smart, but and, and to, to get to Njoku before Billy – rambles on because i know he's got something here um i think this is a clear coat of saying we don't believe in hooper and we need njoku to be here i I get that he's a small potatoes kind of guy but in the grand scheme of things njoku actually has been pretty decent in his career he hasn't had a full workload i think ever except for like maybe a week here and there so i think that was a good move and i think that's basically them saying we don't trust hooper i I agree i I think there's a decent chance that Hooper might end up getting cut um, if they need to pay people and pay free agents this off season. So just locking up in Joku to whatever the, you know, minimum would be for being a franchise tag makes more sense than trying to sign him to a long deal and get Hooper off the books. And then you got Harrison Bryant to be the second uh, tight end. I think this is a move to get rid of Hooper. Um, as far as the other two goes, th- those make more sense to me because um, Orlando Brown and Jesse Bates are integral parts of their team. So I'm glad I'm glad they're getting Jesse Bates back. That was huge. He's a huge player um, for the Bengals. So I'm excited to see that. We all agree for once. Yeah, we do. 100%. All right. 100%. 100%. Well, maybe we won't all agree with these, which I know for one of them we probably won't. All right. So these are the players that are looking like they will be franchise tagged. This is the – potential expected kind of thing. So Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, Mike Gesicki for the Dolphins, Chris Godwin for the Bucks, and Mike Williams for the Chargers are all appearing that they may get uh, franchise tagged while they work out deals or, you know, look for the future. Honestly, I, 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 I actually don't dislike any of those. Honestly, I think that, I think it would be better for some of these guys to go into free agency, but I think that there's a clear need on all of these teams. So I could see why these franchise tags would happen. The problem is I would say half or maybe three of them won't end up getting signed. So it's kind of a waste of time other than unless you're going to go win a championship right now, you're just wasting, you know, 12 mil or however much it would be for their franchise tag. So Mike will, I, I get why they want to keep him. I know that Joe hates him and he's a fake player, whatever. Um, but <laughs> Uh, I, I just they need it. They need that third wide receiver and really second wide receiver because Guyton and Palmer are okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like locking up Mike Williams for another year wouldn't be a bad move because the Chargers have a decent shot at at least getting into the playoffs. Yeah, 
I mean, with Dalton yeah. Schultz, do you really do you really have to pay him? You got Jarwin, who proved he can be effective there. You got all these other people. I understand with Amari Walk, and now you have some cap space there, but you know, I don't get it. Mike Gusecki's, uh agents have already been saying that he plays a slot receiver role and is not actually a tight end, so that's going to be a massive headache in that one. Chris Godwin's coming off an ACL, and I don't think he's going to let the team. I think some team's going to massively overpay for him um, on that one. Well, I think he's too good of a receiver. Tag. Right, but no I mean, I know, but still. I, it's I a damn know. shame for Godwin that he got injured. I think that this it franchise really tag, I think they could have at least had a conversation about him letting te- letting him test free agency if he hadn't been injured. But since he is. So. Yeah, and then the- on Mike Williams. <laughs> I think Mike Williams coming back is probably good for the Chargers. Um Godwin just sucks for Godwin, but yeah. might be the most chance for him to make the most amount of money for this one year. And then, yeah, Gesicki and Schultz. Schultz, I only assume they're doing this because Jarwin's not 100% kind of like they're not sure that he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season. So maybe you just get Schultz there, but, I mean, still kind of silly. And then I, don't know, actually, like, I have to disagree with Dalton Schultz. I, I think he's been phenomenal for Dallas. I think he's in I think any tight end will be phenomenal for Dallas. Uh, I disagree, but we've seen a lot of tight ends who are mediocre. Dalton Schultz is at least a top 10 tight end on most teams. So I, I think that Jarwin, we've, we just haven't seen it. I know he's been injured, but like there's been flashes. He was fine before he got hurt for the third time. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he keeps getting injured. That's the problem. I would keep Schultz the healthy one and pay him personally. Cause if Fair you're, enough. especially if you're, especially if you're offloading Cooper's cap, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I would just, Get another one paid cheap. But anywho, on number four, we so we are recording this on March 7th, which is two days earlier than we normally would. And Aaron Rodgers' decision on where he's going to play this year is coming on March 8th, which is tomorrow. So uh he's down da- he's pretty much nailed it down to four teams: the Steelers, the Titans, the Packers, or the Broncos. If we have to guess just one day before it, even though everybody will be listening to this probably after the decision's been made, what do you all think? I still so, got to go with my man Denver. Yeah, I like that. So the problem is his camp came out, or someone released that 50 mil a year number that the Packers are prepared to offer Rodgers. Um, I don't know if that is news being leaked to create a bidding war for the man or if he – you know, if the Packers are really making that big of a move for him, um, they should by all stretch of the imagination. But I don't even think we have a decision tomorrow. I think we I get all hyped there. up. Okay. Yeah, well, he's got to get all hyped it, up and he he's got to decide along. before free like whatever date that is. Yeah, There's he's like one drag it on until he's going to keep it, dragging it and dragging it and dragging it, man. Well, it's, it's within the next week. So he's got to got to say something within the next week. March 16th is when free agency. Yeah, March 16th, like 1159 on March 15th. We'll hear something. Okay. Fair enough. Well, he, he, loves to talk. he claims to be making the decision tomorrow. So everybody just pay attention to your socials. Cause you might be getting a decision. I think he's going to stay with green Bay. And I think he needs to shut the fuck up once he gets there. Let's just be I honest. Think, so, I'm, so, I'm so sick of talking about this. And he clearly doesn't want to win. Like, let's be real. He doesn't want to win if right. he makes this decision to go back to the Packers. So I personally have to agree with Joe here. I think he there's a meme that came out that was, I'm sure everybody saw it with him. He's like the pretty girl that needs to be told she's pretty, basically. 
So I don't, I don't think we're getting any decision tomorrow. I think we're going to just get fluff. And I don't know who came out with that day. I actually didn't even hear about it until you had sent it to us. So I just have to, I have to believe that he'll, he will wait longer and till to free agency date because they'll already have it worked out. It's not like there will be any like whatever tampering or whatever they'll call it. So I don't know. I just I'm done talking about it as well. I he's gonna go somewhere. I don't think he's gonna stay at the Packers. That that bridge that bridge is burnt at this point. So fair enough. I, I'm trying to figure out exactly who he said. Um, says on Sunday that Tuesday, March 8th is the unofficial deadline for Rogers to inform the Packers of his decision. So he Tuesday, can decide that he's not going to stay with the Packers. Then. Okay. So it says Tuesday has been Rogers deadline because that's the final day for the Packers decide whether they place $18.5 million franchise tag on Devonte Adams. That's why everybody no, that's assumes fair. it'll be tomorrow. Well, I don't know. We still have, we do have to mention that. Uh, I know that we've talked about this, but the Tennessee Titans situation uh, him buying a house in Tennessee. It's very possible that he goes there, but that's kind of not that I really like Tannehill all that much, but it's kind of shitty to Tannehill. It's like basically Rogers is coming in. Bye, man. Thanks for your, thanks for your work. It's all good. Tannehill sucks. So yeah. I mean, I Rogers. agree. Isn't, so. isn't Tennessee the vibe that Aaron Rodgers has been trying to commit himself to for like the past two years? What are you trying to say, Joe? Nothing. I'm just saying, <laughs> have you been to Nashville? There's like 80 people that look like Aaron Rodgers on every corner. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's, you know, throw a beanie on him, and he just—he looks like every Nashvilleian walking around the city. So, fair enough. Okay, let's get on the last one. It's—it should be quick. Amari Cooper is going to be released by the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't get to this last week because we were doing combine stuff. Um, I don't really have much to add. That's—I mean, it's a—it's a cost-saving measure. It's going to save him like twenty million dollars. It sounds like they're trying to get Gallup to come back, so it's going to be CD and Gallup as the one-two. Uh, good for Gallup, by the way, after tearing his ACL. I'm glad that he's going to end up getting a longer contract with the Cowboys. Um, but you guys have anything to add with, with that? I had been saying this for a long time that they need to get rid of Cooper. That was their cross to bear. Like, yeah, they got that one good year out of him and then a couple of okay years. This is what I see for Stefan Diggs, by the way, about the same concept of signed a big contract, did good one year, and is just going to have hit or miss years. I know Diggs did fine this year, but I, I – have to imagine that he's going to be like Cooper and regress or I don't know. I just, I've been calling this for a while. This is, this needs to be done by them. They're so over the cap. He's got to go to the chiefs, right? Like he fits into their offense so perfectly. It is unbelievable. I mean, you're not wrong, Joe. I feel like we say this every year of like, man, you know who would fit really good with the chiefs, whatever receiver. And then they chiefs never make these kind of moves. They'll bring in like Sammy Watkins, and we're all like, Sammy Watkins, what the hell? Yeah, like, the ghost of Sammy sense. Watkins, exactly. And that's what exactly how he plays, too. Yeah, um, but I mean, Cooper would be, in my opinion, the perfect addition to that team. We'll no. see how it plays out. But honestly, if he cool. didn't play for the Raiders before, I'd say he, Raiders need to make a play for him, but I doubt he'll go back to that. Ah, uh, no way. He's gonna go for a ship. I mean, he's he's that's why he went to Dallas, he was trying to get that, that ring. and ever came to fruition yeah never fair enough all right well that's enough news let's get on to some underdog drafting so the way this works everyone out there it's a best ball draft if you don't know how a best ball draft works is you draft a team and then um you automatically get scored by whoever had the best week um with this one i'm pretty sure we're just drafting the whole starting lineup so there's not gonna be any bench spots but it pretty yeah, much there's, just there's 19 players oh there's 19 oh wow yeah. okay yeah. Oh, good good you me. guys are in for the long ride here mm-hmm. yeah so 
All right, I'll go ahead and join this draft. So the thing I like about underdog is for daily purposes, there's a lot of daily options on this and you can basically join three mans or five mans or something or four mans and stuff. And you just, you draft with those three, four people. And then actually, instead of, you know, I just pick so-and-so and make my roster fill to a certain salary. So, Ooh, number one. All right. The draft start in one minute. So it'll be a snake draft. Josh will go first. I will go second. And then Joe will go third. And then Joe will have obviously a first pick of the second round. Um, there's nothing special scoring wise here. There's no premiums or anything. You're just basically, you know, like I keep saying draft drafting in the best team that you possibly can with the options that are available. So, um, according to uh, to underdog rankings, Jonathan Taylor would be the first player taken. Then you got Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, and Jamar Chase is the top five. Um, can't make you know not too many arguments with that, I guess. For you know going into this, uh, the ADP is built by underdog, so every draft that they have, they just average it out, so they create the ADP based on the players that are playing. So if you want any kind of instant reactions to ADP underdog is also good and useful for that. So Josh kick us off. Well, I have the number one pick, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor because I think that's pretty obvious for every draft yeah, ever at this point. Not stupid. Um, for my set for the second pick, I'm going to go with uh, the receiver that I think is going to be the best receiver next year. And that's Jamar chase. Oh my gosh. Oh. So I was looking at Joe's screen there and I was like, wait, what? He's not even there. I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey because you're a fool for stepping over him. My man's going to be healthy next year. Even if he's traded, you see that They're thing they want. Healthy first? next year. How long have we been saying that? <laughs> hey, man, he's going to be there this year. Where were they That's talking so about him going, though? He was going to get traded to a well, he's, first. He's a piece is what they want. For exactly. Him. They're going to. They, he's up for trade for first and oh, peace. I was and Cooper Cup to back him up. Nice. I was actually seeing that Christian McCaffrey will uh, be going to uh, Buffalo as a trade. Oh, nice. Okay. And that would be a really interesting. So without giving my strategy away too much, this will probably tip my hand a little bit. Um, I'm going, since it's best ball, I'm going to avoid running backs. Justin uh, Jefferson, you son of a bitch. I'm going with health over. So I'm going to not avoid running backs because I love them. So I'm just going to go back and grab myself. Go out and we can eat. That's when you're Derek Henry and myself, some Eckler and just stack the running backs right now while they're healthy. I like it. Yeah. First seven weeks, you'll be great. Well, you know, we'll see who gets that $8 at the end of all this. <laughs> it's a big $8. So, yeah, I'm just going to continue on with my my life here. Going wide receiver all the way. Tyreek Hill. You son of a monkey. Yeah. So, Chase, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Who wouldn't want all three of those people on your team when you're going into a season? I don't know. I did want Jefferson. I was really hoping he'd make it, but I didn't think he would. Let's uh, and Javante's up here at what would it be like 13 or 14? Uh, he's being That's projected as like the RB8 right now. Everybody, like some Dalvin Cook there. That's a wild, wild couple of picks. The wild, wild west, right there. So, number nine goes Dalvin Cook, the best, best ball wide receiver in the business. AJ Brown, sneaky AJ Brown goes 10. Okay, so it comes back around to me. So Man. in this, by the way, you start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex, and a tight end. 
and they're forcing my hand, daring me to go running back, and I'm going to have to fall for it. I'm going with Najee Harris with the 11th pick. And I'm going to finally get wide receivers, and I'll be fine because there's plenty here. So I'm going to grab myself some Debo. Hopefully, plenty of running uh, backs too. Hopefully, hopefully Trey Lance doesn't uh, botch this one too much. And then I'm going to go with CD because uh, their whole, the whole Dallas situation is uh, unfolding perfectly for him. Nice. Well, I'm going to bet on my best friend, Aaron Rodgers, to go back with Green Bay, and I'll pick Devontae Adams with the 14th pick. That's really upsetting, Billy. Really upsetting. That's really upsetting. <laughs> Let's well, see. Let's see here. Who does Joe want? Joe wants the PPR diamond in the rough. We're going to go some Jalen Waddle. Nice. And we're going to back that up with some. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like Joe. Joe is very. A, Joe just had a thought in his brain, man. Man, Joe is scrolling through. Joe is going down low, low, and Joe's running out of time. Yeah, Joe is going to have Joe's an auto draft pick in seven seconds. Three, two. I mean, honestly, who's auto draft right now? All and right. Joe auto drafts. <laughs> Dude, I hit Swift. Oh, I hit Swift. Well, That's lame. I didn't see it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shore up my tight end with the best tight end in football right now, going into this next season. That's smart too, because I was gonna grab. Can't oh, wait you grabbed, to you grab bang Mark that. Andrews. Yeah, best tight end in football mm-hmm. next season. What about Kyle Pitts? I thought you loved him so much. Well, he's a top four pick, so I mean, it's not that far off. We're gonna just snag this from Joe right away. Uh, he loves himself, DeAndre <clears throat> Swift. <clears throat> so uh, I just want to go ahead and do that, and then yeah, I'm Ridley's just gonna... still on the board. I'm going to go ahead and grab Pitt, uh, Kelsey just to get that out of <laughs> so, the way. So Swift goes 18. Kelsey goes 19. There's 19 rounds, so this is going to take a while. You guys are really putting I, the pressure on really. It's going pretty quickly. So actually, Joe, at this point, though, with tight end, you, you're you good. Because now that we've picked two, we don't really need to pick another one just yet. So I hate drafting this on the computer. Yeah. Just show <laughs> it's that much easier on the it. phone, you underdog fans. Billy, you know you were up, right? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, Diggs. That was going to be my pick anyway. Okay, I'll take Biggs. That's fine. Another wide receiver put into my mix. This is only going to be a problem once there gets to, like, Calvin Ridley. (laughs) You're actually completely correct. So, yes, Stephon Diggs goes number 20, which I'm fine with, even though I auto-drafted. That's... A, you know, some mixing on the board. An underdog, it's perfect to uh, auto draft because you end up with a great player most of the time. I'm gonna go. Ooh, that's tempting, but I'm not gonna do it. So the thing that's fun about underdog drafts as well is just like you know, it's a fresh start every week um, if you're doing it during the season, and then in the off season. Just to kind of get, you know, a couple of reps in here and there. Just so, you know, it's doing like a mock draft, but you're doing it with player, you know, you're doing it for actual money. So if your plans work out just fine, you know, you could end up winning some money off of it if you mock drafted correctly. So it's just a fun way, a different way to play fantasy football, which is also fun to do too. I see we're on the same boat there, and I'm going to go ahead and grab myself Mahomes after he grabbed Josh Allen because uh, might as well go ahead and get that out of the way before Joe gets here. And you know what? Since he hasn't grabbed a tight end yet, I'm going to go ahead and grab Kyle Pitts too, just in case. Wow, he believes in Pitts. Top I don't believe in Kyle top, Pitts. Top 25 but... player, hey, according to Josh. Mark yeah. that so I'll that we take can the third have round. that when we get to the rankings. 
cannot wait for the ranking show. And Josh is like, Kyle Pitts is in the top 25. That's ridiculous. Like, well, I will say exactly that. No, this is more out of spite just because I want Joe to get Darren Waller or Kittle. That's fair. Going T Higgins. I believe in my guy. Um, if it's not Jamar Chase, it'll be T Higgins. So getting both of them on the same team is perfect for me. Hmm. You guys are killing me here. Well, you're going to take... give me some McLaurin. A little scary Terry McLaurin. Get some Etienne here, baby. Okay. Nice. Love a little Etienne there. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we don't know what's going to come from Etienne this season, but, I mean, in a best ball draft, you're banking on success, so that's a good spot to grab him. So I'm going to go with my pick and pick Mr. Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns. Chubb, I, don't, I don't know if he's a, th- a three-down back. I don't know if we'll ever know this for sure. I, I wish that we could figure this out, but Stefanski clearly does not – think chubb can't be a three down back as you know he's not been used in that capacity and as i'm blinking away here i'm going to grab two wide receivers that are going to have variable quarterbacks coming in little dj moore and deontay johnson uh late to fill out my wide receiver room a little better that's fair um for my next pick i'm gonna go a little younger with a guy i'm starting to believe in more and more and that is mr elijah moore from the jets more and more. <laughs> a little more and more. Boom. Funny. This is going to be wild with three teams. I'm going to give me some. Be, uh, yeah, these teams are going to be stacked. And yeah. that's the fun of it. Give me <laughs> some DK. Best Another ball. League. Best ball guy. Love it. Love that for yeah, you. Let's see. Yeah, I'm really happy with that, Josh. That's pretty cool. Um, Let's let's do a little bit here. Let's get, uh, let's get some. Uh, let's go Darren Waller. I'll take Darren Waller. Waller the ball. Stuff tight end, man. Get it. All right. Get on the board. Well, for my pick, I need to start a little bit. Need to start dipping my toe into the uh, the waters of running backs. So with my next running back pick, get some gonna... Saquizzle. No, I don't believe in Saquon. Never will. I'm gonna take <laughs> Joe's boy, David Montgomery. And I'm Smart really decision, glad though. it was a good. It was a good pick. And I was actually gonna go. Montgomery and Gibson, which is who I just chose, um, wanted to stack up on running back while I uh, had a chance. And then, you know, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark, and I'm gonna go a little rookie here, get a little Brees Hall. Yeah, damn it, that was exact, it, that's exactly what I was gonna do with this pick. Just get it off the board. Make sure so I have Brees, my... the fact that Brees Hall is above Michael Carter, above Devin Singletary, above Leonard Fournette. Like, you could clearly see the the fantasy community expects Brees Hall to come in and have a big impact right away. So that that's kind of exciting to see, and that's you know one of the first rookies we've definitely taken, and it's exciting to see him up this high. So I'm gonna go running back as well. Take a little J.K. Dobbins from the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's gonna have a big bounce back year this year. He was beating people up in the club. Now he's gonna beat people up on my best ball team, Mr. Alvin Kamara. Wow, damn son, <laughs> yeah, for real. Back that up with some Lamar Jackson. Little like. Lamar Jackson there, huh? Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna double down a little bit. On, you double dipping on QB? Well, no, I'm not double dipping on QB, but I want to. I want to go with a rookie, so I'm gonna take the next great Falcons wide receiver, Mr. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, love um, it. No picture, Burks. No picture, but that's fine because the thing is, he's gonna come in for the Falcons. They're gonna draft him. They're, they don't have any receivers. Their number one receiver right now on their team is Olamide Zacchaeus because Gage is a uh, free agent. So 
they're going to have to figure something out that position. And I mean, I could see them and they're going to be, have to be huge into the wide receiver market. So I went ahead and doubled down on that quarterback and got me some uh, Justin Herbert. Cause I think he might be one of the best quarterbacks this year. And then I went and got my boy Devonte Smith. Cause uh, that man is going to have a monster sophomore year. All right. So for my next pick, um, I'm going to go with the forever underrated Mike Evans. I'm just, just, just going to keep loading up on wide receiver. That's where all my points are going to come from. I know it. They, The team knows it that I'm playing with here. They they all know where we're getting our points from this year. I'm going to get a little Kittle. I'm going to get a little Kittle. Get a little Kittle? I like Kittle, Kittle, Kittle this late. I was thinking about that as well. Let's see. Well, I'm just going to do it because I know you. Uh, one of you assholes is going to take him. Oh my God. Rashad White. White. Whoa. Honestly, though, like at this point, you filled out your roster and your backups for the most part. I get it. I like your style. Take a little shot in the dark. I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. I want him to be so good. I love him. We need to talk about underdog and IDP in here. Yeah, that'd be wild. Well, Jordan has talked to him multiple times about it, and, you know, we're, we're getting there. So I'm going to get myself some Amon Ra St. Brown, and then I'm going to pop myself some Darnell Mooney. Thousand yards. Sun God. Thousand yards the second season in a sophomore year. I think it's uh, only going to get better. Fair enough. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the quarterbacks here. Um, I don't really like the upside of a lot of these guys, but I think I'll just, you know, go with a somewhat safe pick, Mr. Joe Burrow. Man, his picture is literally him in sunglasses. On it this. is, it is phenomenal. Is, yes, because that is the fun thing about underdog is they're very like up with the times. So him with sunglasses on is kind of the the cool thing. You snipe my burrow yeah. pick, so I'm going to take uh, Mr. Allen Robinson there. Okay, back him up with a little bit of Cam Akers. Little Cam Akers there. Little Cam Akers this late. I like that. So. I mean, since we are this late, I'm still needing some more running backs on my team. So I'll just add Saquon Barkley to my I roster. I was actually going to do it. I was sitting there like, how is Saquon still here? And guys, this is just because we do not believe in Saquon Barkley. Like that, like we legitimately think he's either going to get injured or he's going to get traded to a team that's not going to use him properly. Because there's a fire sale going on with Giants right now because they're they're just trying to clean house so they can start fresh pretty much. Saquon Barkley is a part of that fire sale. So if he gets put in a bad situation, I don't don't love that for him. And so I am uh, tripling up on quarterbacks just on any off chance here. So I got me some Dak Prescott. And right before that, I went ahead and got Tony Pollard, who a lot of rumors floating around with Dallas. But uh, Billy called this out at the beginning of the year last year. And Tony Pollard is the man in Dallas there. So. I agree. So I'm taking Elijah Mitchell with mine, uh, San Francisco. They'll probably end up drafting another running back in this draft. I don't, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a wild man like that. But I uh, want to make sure I have the hopeful workhorse for them. I'm going uh, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins here because it's super late and Kyler Murray can throw the ball or uh, whoever's playing your second to last pick. In. So this is Joe's last pick. There's My still pick. big names now. on the board right now. Big names on the board right now. I'm panicking and... now. Oh, no. Oh, no. So You're panicking. panicking. I'm so panicking. He's going to oh, – he needs a quarterback, so he's going – I'm pairing Stafford and Cup up. The staff, man. Okay. Well, I'm going to go quarterback as well. I'm just going to go with somebody that we don't even know. 
because that's how I would like to do this. So I'm going to actually put Malik Willis on my team. Who knows, you know? Who knows? He he gets his points through his legs. Maybe they just use him in that capacity this year. So for my last pick, I'm going with Malik Willis. And now this is a toss-up for me here. I was debating on who's going to be who's going to go to the best spot and I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker and it's just a it's just a guess at this point because him and Spiller depending on the draft one of them is going to go to a great fit and going to have a great year. So I went with Kenneth Walker. I would have been fine with Spiller too. It's a toss-up honestly. Okay, so the results of our draft is it's projected that Joe's going to win by a landslide. That's not and true. I am down by 40 points. Landslide. You are you are landsliding. With yes, the- and I'm assuming that's because I have a lot of uh, wide receivers and they can't all be played at one time. But I, I believe in my strategy. Wide receivers are the way to go. They, they are the future. So I'm going to stick with the uh, players that are going to get me there. Well, plus I picked two rookies, which I'm sure don't even really have point at point totals because they don't even have teams yet. They Actually, go by, I think they go by ADP on here too, though. Oh, so okay. Well, that makes more sense then. So I got myself the two rookie running backs. So if one of them does good, I'll be all right. And I got six other good running backs. So I got the two league winners here in Travis Etienne and Rashad White. So watch out, guys. Rashad White, you're gonna, you're very, you're very hopeful for Rashad White, Joe. I, I hope that he gets put on a team where he gets. To I am bullish, man. I saw this article today, and they were saying best running backs after the combine. Rashad White was number two. So okay, I mean, someone's hyping. Everyone's got Kenneth Walker up there, but I'm pretty excited about Taylor Henry. Uh, that's a solid combo for running back. So that is okay. So. That is a best ball draft. If you are on the podcast, you can watch this pod or this uh, underdog draft on our YouTube page. Um, it'll show you how to use it, how easy it is to use, how fun it is to play it. You can join 16 drafts. You can join 12 team drafts um, and you put $3, $5. I mean, they have all the way up to like a hundred dollar drafts. If you're, you know, a gambling man, which more power to you, if you are that kind of person with a best ball draft, but Hey, if you believe in yourself, I'm not going to stop you. So, so the best part about this is there's these best ball drafts. There's the full season and everything. And obviously it just plays the best player for your roster. But my favorite part about this is the daily aspect of it. I know I kind of touched on this earlier, but you can literally get in a team. And I loved playing the Thursday night games because you could play the the 12 o'clock slate and it would be all the games. So you could pick the best roster out of all those 12 games, but those Thursday and Sunday night and Monday night games were awesome because if, if the Eagles were playing or like a team that I was very knowledgeable about it, I knew who to pick and it's not just the number one guy on the team. So it's really smart. I know Billy did a lot with the Cleveland Browns. He won every time there was one of those games because he knew who was going to, you know, get the good matchups and stuff. So I, I'm just excited about that. Um, I love playing during daily. I, I would say that my win percentage was way better during that than, you know, best ball. I only did a couple times. So just fun to fun to play and fun to yeah right now in the off season, game. interesting throw some nba games on there i know i've done a ton i've had demar Derozan in all of them and i absolutely love what that man's doing um but uh but yeah it's a really good time get on underdog i did hundreds of these last year during the off season just practice drafting seeing where people go so yeah, it's not it's, only going to help you in your redraft but it gives you something to do uh to look forward well, to it, through this and season. not only that joe but like 
you know, everybody gets frustrated in mock drafts as is because when you get into a mock draft, you have the one jackass that picks a player that's not going to even play like, oh, I'm going to go Tim Tebow in the first round. Ruins the entire mock draft. And then you have the people that just leave after the first round because they're, you know, just wanted to see who the first round pick was going to be. This kind of forces that because there's money on the line. Like it's three dollars. You can throw that three dollars down. You could leave if you wanted to or you could just auto draft if you wanted to. But that's three dollars that you're giving up rather than just, you know, a free mock draft, which people just tend to screw up on ESPN and stuff. So for that aspect, I think it's a lot better um, of a tool to use for mock drafting, especially. Very true. And also they start immediately. If you've never used it before, you literally click it and it'll fill up the three people or however many people it is four or 10 or something like that. It starts immediately. It'll just fill up and people use it enough to where it just fills up right away. And then you're, you're drafting for the next 10, 15 minutes. And the best part is the 30 seconds per pick. So you don't have to worry about that guy going online and Googling all these players to yeah. figure out who they're going like to the take two it's, minutes. It's live like, action. Usually, oh yeah. yeah. Be prepared too, especially during the, the games, like the daily, because there'll be injuries that you didn't even know of. And I, I did that once and had drafted someone. Fortunately, I'm pretty sure underdog does a thing where it automatically corrects your injured pick, but with whatever's left over, if someone is out, but it's not worth the risk. Cause especially if it's like your second pick or something, but it's, I just, I love it. Your sharp. On your team, so yes, yeah. be great. exactly. Okay. Enough underdog. Um, I just quickly at the end here, kind of wanted to touch a little bit on the combine. Josh and Joe will actually be doing a full episode of the uh, t- uh, dynasty tailgate, which they'll be doing a complete NFL combine recap. Um, but I just wanted to, I'm cause I won't be on that one. I just wanted to touch on a little bit there, um, of what happened. Um, so as far as like the biggest risers that I saw, we're just going to go over offense, defense is a whole other animal, but offensively Brees Hall, in my opinion, has solidified himself as the running back one. Um, Isaiah Spiller was, he was nursing an injury, which we found out after the combine, um, which kind of hurt his numbers a little bit, but like, I still think. I still think Isaiah Spiller's number two. Kenneth Walker's jumped him in a couple of drafts. I still think Isaiah Spiller has been really well. So I think Brees Hall's really was really able to solidify himself as the RB one. He might snuck up into the first round. I'm, I might lose that fireball bet to Josh. Um, Rashad White also killed it. Did amazing. He's definitely jumped Kyron Williams in my opinion um, for being maybe the fourth running back taken. I think he's definitely over James Cook. Even though James Cook showed out at the at the combine, so I don't want to put that anything. Um, quickly, I'll do quarterbacks. Malik Willis, best one there. Kenny Pickett, small hands. Um, everybody seems to think that it's it's a joke if you make a joke about it, but I don't know. It's never happened in the history of um, the combine that somebody other than Michael Vick has been able to succeed with as small hands as he has. So we'll see. Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, and then the wide receivers, uh, Traylon Burks, a little slower than I would like him to be. Um, I would like, I, he's still big, still strong. He measured off the charts, but I would have loved to have seen that. And then Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are the real deal. They are as fast. They Chris Olave, a little shorter than I thought he was. I think he's only five eleven, which is kind of surprising, but he, I mean, I, I doubted Chris Olave the entire season and I still don't love some of his tape, but I think, He's going to get taken in the first round and he's going to get put on one of those back half teams. That is a good situation for him. So there's some other riders, but those are the main of the top guys. And that is the dynasty tailgate for this 
this week. So we just got not, Billy because y'all need to get Billy Sky to get Moore and Wandale Robinson, all these other guys that write that down. Write that down, Joe. <laughs> no, we got it, man. We got it for sure. But it was a good combine. Not not a ton of drama, really. I mean, there was more like wow moments than like people that just completely tanked their draft stock. Like I remember a couple years ago, Orlando Brown, though tackle did like terrible in his like three cone drill and people like wrote him off this board and he got to the third round and he's one of the best offensive tackles in football. So there wasn't anything like that that happened in this draft, which is good to see. I would like um, to see an accuracy quarterback accuracy drill added to that because the fact that Malik Willis can throw the ball 60 yards is cool, but like, can he hit a guy? Yeah. That's yeah. my question. That receiver did have to slow down just to touch on that throw. Just, just saying he dropped one of them though. I will say Jordan Davis at 350 pounds running at 4840 is just, oh my God, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like that before. There's going to be Aaron Donald comparisons all over the board. Uh, Probably. Um, He's just really fast. And I I saw it the entire year when he was playing at Georgia, but I don't want to bore anybody with college football stuff right now. So anyway, Joe, is there a golf tournament this weekend? Always There's always a golf tournament, Billy. I mean, but was there anybody like I, I, if it wasn't a big tournament, it's fine. I didn't know. Me and Joe are playing golf on Thursday. If there yeah, was. we are playing golf on Thursday. It'll be Joe's going to win. By I like saw 15. at one point the Gooch was winning the tournament this past weekend, but he ended up choking. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be what the Gooch has been doing lately. So <laughs> tends to be what the Gooch does. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything prepared for golf. Well, that's um, fine. I just I didn't stuff, know if there was a big tournament or not. I mean, I'm sure there, there's going to be a tournament every weekend, but I just didn't know if there was anything. There absolutely going on. is. It's the players, dude. It's like the biggest turn, one of the biggest tournaments ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Billy, well, come on, man. come on, man. Whatever. I thought this no. was America. Yeah, exactly. I have not. I have not looked over this at all. Um, you it's know, Monday, it's a little early. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of people. I mean, that's um, why I asked Joe because it's Monday and the tournament's not even. I couldn't believe you didn't know the players was this weekend. That's, well, my bad. It's Monday. That's we just got it off it of a Monday. tournament. Yeah, yesterday. I just I want to be clear. Game. I didn't know it was there either. Well, I, no, of course you didn't. Nobody who cares about golf on a Monday other than it's Joe. the fifth unofficial. Yeah. It's the unofficial major, is okay. what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I yeah, should have known. That. My bad. I'm okay. Very upset. Well, Joe. Justin Thomas is going to win. Put all your money on him. He always lights it up on this tournament. Colin Marikawa is probably my second bet. And Rory is playing some really good golf right now. So probably top three right there. Um, Rory's but, a stealthy uh, pick. I'll, I'll dive into it some more as we go. Fair enough. All right, Joe, get us out of here. Guys, uh, go check out Underdog. It's awesome. Um, use our referral code. Like I said, get your dollar match dollar for dollar to a hundred dollars that's a lot of dollars right there and that's what you're going to win if you play underdog and listen to us here at offensive points we really appreciate you we love you guys thanks for listening and we will see you next week night just a nice little just a nice little chill ending